so funny because you were ready to say it. I know. And I'm like, oh. And you, and you like, like crescendoed with it. It was like so clean. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T. T the Joker. <laughs> I try. I cry. <laughs> no, wait, where is that from? Uh, what is that song is that even a song i cry probably no wait what's the song from buffy the one that spike sings oh. i died yeah. so many years ago <laughs> now i just want to watch that too oh, that that episode makes my heart is that on netflix sing. you know it was and they took it off but i think it's on hulu still all right that's gonna happen i believe it's on hulu i believe sorry <laughs> i believe in love no. <laughs> Uh, this could just become a singing podcast. I, that, I'm okay. At this point, I mean, it's the only thing we haven't done is a musical episode of the podcast. <gasps> Does Seventh Heaven have an episode that's a musical? Oh, fuck. That would have been so clutch. I mean, I feel like they tried to do that with the Elvis episode, but like... That was like the worst. Fail blog. <laughs> okay. Shall we get into it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is episode 820. Mm-hmm titled high and dry okay okay now when you hear a title like that where does your mind go 420 sorry (laughs) right (laughs) marijuana right yeah that's totally what i was expecting i was like waiting for it yeah and then and then the whole time they're talking about alcohol i'm like all right cool but get to the marijuana (laughs) (laughs) okay cool I was like, I was like, what is this episode? And then it's all just about alcohol. Yeah. Which irony of ironies, like, why wasn't Julian this one? Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that would have been a fun, like one, two punch with her and Vic, Uh like especially given what we've established in the previous episode, Yeah, you know? But anyway, that's what coulda, shoulda, woulda on this podcast, on this show. It's like story of our lives. So the Amazon Prime spoilie is... Peter hides a distressing secret. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the DVD description is, while Jeffrey gets Chandler to remove alcohol from his house, Lucy refuses champagne on her anniversary. Which, like, okay. Yeah. It's a very specific way of saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rue, no. Yeah, Ruthie realizes that Peter has lied to her. Mm. Which, I feel like that's the better way to phrase the whole Peter of it all, like yeah. rather than he's hiding a distressing secret. Yeah. The fact that he lied to Ruthie, like that's the big fuck you in this episode. Yeah, it is. Uh, so where do we want to start? Mm. I mean, they're all a little bit connected except for the Chandler and Jeffrey stuff. Like I feel like the Chandler and Jeffrey stuff lives in its own world. Yeah. And then the rest of it sort of gets connected. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Lucy and Kevin. Okay. As the episode does, yeah. right? So, actually, no, it doesn't. It starts with Peter talking to Luke and Alex at school. Oh, yeah. Which you already don't like them, you know? Like, yeah. You can't help it. Because they're all like, ooh, like, when are you going to get out of the house tonight or whatever? And Peter's like, I don't know. I'll have to see. And then he immediately lies to Ruthie about what he's doing tonight. Yeah. She's, she's like, I'm babysitting alone for the first time. It's like my first official babysitting gig. Uh-huh. I need you there to be like two on two, you know, like yeah. even out the odds. And he's like, oh, I can't. My dad's coming into town to take me to dinner and a movie like he's really counting on it right now mm-hmm. and she's like okay but like huh, you promised and yeah. he's like he's like i'll see if i'll see if i can get him to do it tomorrow night or whatever yeah. it's like oh my god you're like fully lying to this girl you mm-hmm. love jerk for luke and alex who the fuck are luke and alex oh, you're missing is Haley, and then you have the dumfies <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I just came up with that right now in this moment. You're legit. Oh my God. I'm like so funny. <laughs> um, so anyway, so then we cut to um, Lucy and Kevin mm-hmm. and they're getting ready to go out for their anniversary. Yeah. Cause I guess it's legit been a year. Yeah. Like, but they got married in episode seven fifteen, right? Yeah. Not seven twenty. So whatever uh, your timelines off Brenda. <laughs> again <laughs> yeah really <laughs> like like she gives a fuck no she's just gonna pepper in all the she times when she thinks it's important or would she- not care less no um so anyway so they're like oh my god it's been a year how cool 
and they're sure. like loving it. <laughs> that, that, that's what they say. Oh my God, it's been a year. How cool. <laughs> and, um, and then Lucy's like starts trying to get all like serious. Right. And she's mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know, like, um, you know, when are we going to start talking about like, or she, she says like, what about tomorrow? And he's like, what about tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, I mean like the future. And he's like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like what's your five year plan? Yeah. And then she's like, I read this book and he's like, what did I tell you about reading? <laughs> <laughs> What did I tell you about reading? (laughs) This one's about making a plan, a five-year plan for our relationship and ourselves. We need to figure out where we want to be in five years and figure out what's the best way to get there. In five years, I want to be right next to you. That's sweet. But where do you want to be next to me? In the garage apartment? In our own house? Still in Glen Oak? And what about kids? Are we going to be ready for kids by then? We've talked about this. I'll be ready to have children whenever you are, as long as that's after you graduate from college. I know we've talked about it, and you said you'll be ready, but when will we be ready? Lucy, I love you, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But tonight, I just want to celebrate tonight. We can talk about tomorrow tomorrow. Ugh. Ugh. My problem with this is, like, Lucy's actually making some good points. Yeah. It's like, why can't they just discuss this at dinner? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, why can't that be the topic of conversation they have with each other at mm-hmm. dinner? Or does it have to be this weird, like, okay, now before we go have fun, let's talk about all the serious bullshit we have to talk about. Like, you know? Uh, and then and then for Kevin to be all like, I don't want to talk about tomorrow. I just want to be with you. It's like, it feels very, like, gaslighty, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, honey, shush, shush, you know? Like, yeah. don't worry about tomorrow. Let's just have fun tonight, you know? It's like, oh, these two are so weird. Yeah. I, I, dude, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, it's, it, I'm surprised they haven't had this talk more often. I don't know how to explain it. I know. It. It's, well, I mean, here's my takeaway from their whole storyline or whatever is like god they are such newlyweds you know what i mean like like in every sense like they're not really on the same page with each other yet and that's because they got married way too soon in their Mm -hmm. relationship you know like they're like she's trying to be like mature but i feel like she's like she's like a facsimile of what she thinks maturity means in a marriage you know and kevin on the other hand is more like just trying to go with the flow but it's like but you're five years older than her so like maybe your head should be more in the game like it's all just off you know like the whole thing just is weird because it's not quite even you know between the two of them i don't know it's true. No, that's not. It's not even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then they go to dinner, mm-hmm. and before they even sit down, the waiter like offers them a bottle of champagne, and um, he's he's like, you know, whatever. And Lucy's like, oh, from whom? And Kevin's yeah. like, me. I called ahead. <laughs> like yeah. all proud of himself. Like, okay, dude. <laughs> like, it's not like you have to impress her. She's already your wife. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, dude. So, so then, um, he goes to pour her some, the waiter goes to pour her some and she's like, Oh no, thank you. I'm not drinking tonight. Like, yeah. which is the worst way to say that. Like, like it's such a judgmental way to be like, Oh no, thank you. I'm not like, like, you know, wh- why couldn't she just be like, Oh, none for me. Thanks. Like I'm not yeah. drinking tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. So it, like, ugh. It, and Okay, did you think, what, what did you think when she said Oh, she's it? pregnant. Right? And then I was like, that's why she's like, when will we be ready to have a kid? Yeah. And all that shit. But then she's not. <laughs> all I was thinking was like, okay, this bitch is pregnant. She's just not saying anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, it, and she makes it worse. Actually, maybe Kevin makes it worse. I don't know. They're both weird. Because, so, so he's like, okay. And he pours Kevin a glass and then leaves because that's his job. Like, he doesn't give a fuck why she's not drinking. Yeah. And then Kevin's like, oh, like, don't you want to have a glass to celebrate? We're celebrating. And Lucy's like, no, I'm good with water. Thanks. And he's like, he's like, okay, but it's a $200 bottle. And she's like, 
okay, sorry. Like, I didn't ask you to buy it, like, whatever. And he's like, okay, but, like, if I just have one glass, which is all I'm going to have since you're not drinking, then it's a very expensive glass. Of, like, they're having this awkward as fuck conversation yes. in the middle of a fucking crowded restaurant. Like, yep. who are you people? <laughs> like, it's so weird. It is weird. And he's, he is making her feel awkward for something that should have just been a one second thing of like, oh, none for me, thanks. Like, yeah. that's it. And he keeps harping on it and harping on the fact that he's had the one glass and da 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 And then when Eric calls him, he's like, just $200 worth. Like, what? Like, oh my God, Kevin. I'm sorry. If I kept hearing that shit, I would be like, you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And, but then Lucy kind of, like needles him about it when she's like she's like oh i'm sorry that you felt like you needed to drink to celebrate or whatever yeah. you know and he's like, <laughs> like he's a- they're they're acting like 12 year olds you know like yeah this is how children relate to each other like passive aggressively and unhealthily can't, can't stand that shit i know and it's like you guys are married like what yeah. are you doing i keep thinking about there's this um there's a Drew Michael is a comedian and he has a bit about marriage that that he launches by saying like like oh yeah like I'm never gonna get married like marriage like what are you two (laughs) (laughs) what are you two (laughs) he's like this is my wife you're 35 (laughs) like it's it's the greatest way to like launch into a bit ever it's the it's he's so funny you guys <laughs> You're 30 marriage. What are you two? <laughs> oh, fuck. Shit, can we just watch that now? <laughs> that would be worth it. So not this monstrosity of an anniversary. Yeah, it's it's truly sad. And then and then it kind of becomes not even about their anniversary by the end of the episode. Yeah. It becomes about the fact that Kevin had a one glass of champagne and feels drunk. Like, yeah. Which I guess if you don't drink, your tolerance is low enough that one glass of champagne would do that for you. But champagne itself has like the lowest amount of alcohol anyway. Like, and they keep pointing it out, which gets really annoying. Uh, you, when Ruthie calls and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and she's like, Okay, so you guys need to get here. Hurry up. And she goes, okay, I don't think Kevin can hurry up, but, you know, with the one glass. I'll get there as fast as I can. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, okay, enough. Or or what's worse is Kevin, a cop, feels like he can't talk to a family because in this state, in the way he's like, oh, no, count me out. I'm too drunk. Like, dude, you're a man who had one glass of pink champagne. Like, get over yourself. Like, you're not drunk, okay? Seriously. Like, I just this is my problem and maybe it's maybe it points to my own issues with alcohol or whatever i don't know but like this show treats alcohol like such a disgusting like drug like judgmentally about drinking and stuff yeah which for me is a little incongruous with the time and also like reality (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm not saying like you know, I'm not trying to take alcohol alcoholism lightly. I'm not even trying to take like underage drinking lightly or whatever. Obviously, those are like issues, right? Yes. That fine. You want to you want to talk about them? Talk about them. Whatever. But for them to be so like narrow minded about the thought that someone is gonna have a drink, like yeah, it's just so like who is the show for? You uh, know, you know, with him saying like whenever you mentioned um when when kevin says oh i've had a drink tonight maybe i shouldn't talk to them or whatever Mm -hmm. he it could be like you know well maybe it's just like the wording could have been different just like i don't feel comfortable talking to them tonight just leave it at that like oh you know i've had a drink and like i shouldn't really talk to them tonight or i smell like alcohol he made it sound like he smells boozy well no what happens is is eric says like why don't you and roxanne take the boys to their yeah. homes right because then Vic will take uh, Peter home or whatever yeah, yeah. and Kevin's like oh like I don't think I should talk to them tonight and then Eric's like why not and Kevin has to do that whole like with his face like kind of like subtly shaking his head like nah 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 brah like not right now yeah. you know and it makes it more like dramatic than it needs yeah. to be it's like like 
first of all, Eric didn't have to be like, why not? Eric could have just been like, you're probably right. And then move on. You know what I mean? Like anyway, Roxanne's coming. So it doesn't really fucking matter in the scheme of things. You know, like the whole thing is just like, it's stupid. Ignorant. It's just like this like childish way or immature way of handling the situation because no one acts like this. No. They not don't. from one drink. And oh, and notice how the show has a very cavalier attitude towards beer. Like they're they're really quick to be like, well, you might have one beer at the bar, but it's like the minute you have a champagne, it's like you're drunk. You know, yeah. it's like beer could be worse. You know, like a fucking beer could have a 9% alcohol volume yeah. versus a glass of pink champagne that might have what, four? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, let's be real. Like, I don't know. It's those they try to like, qualify like well beer is different it's like no it's not though you don't get to you you don't get to have a hard stance against drinking and then go well beer though (laughs) yeah what uh this show i don't know know. it gets annoying with how they handle alcohol in my opinion it it's very like it just doesn't make sense to me because it's because the show has proven in other topics and things to be relatively well balanced in sort of their portrayal. And if not balanced, at least somewhat tempered, you know, like kind of in reality about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But with alcohol, they're so like cartoonishly hard line against it where it's just like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, I don't know. It's, it's just odd is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, so where were we? Yeah. So so they're having their awkward conversation and R- Lucy even has to be the one to be like, OK, can we not have this conversation right now? Like, yeah. what are you, like wh- I can't believe you're talking about this right now, like the, the cost of this bottle or whatever. And he's like, m- like and Kevin's like, mm, I'm going to have my glass of champagne. And then <laughs> just like that, <laughs> just like that. And then um, we cut to Chandler has been called to Jeffrey's school and like rushes in and he's like i've yeah. been called like what's the emergency and the woman's like who are you yeah. <laughs> and he's like i'm going through the process of adopting jeffrey i've never been called here before da, da, da. i shouldn't be on the list and she's like why don't why doesn't he tell you and yeah. so jeffrey's like there and he's like i called because you're supposed to pick me up and he's like i didn't know that and he's like oh yeah i guess i forgot to say that <laughs> Because I guess his because his grandma's in the hospital nonchalantly. How did yeah. he even get to school if his grandma's in the hospital? Thank you. He walked to school because he's in the same district. Yeah, yeah. It's like walking distance. Yeah, yeah. It's the nineties. Not anymore. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, so Chandler's like, okay, let's go home. And he's like, do you have food? <laughs> Jeffrey is like one track of mind about yeah. food in this episode. It's really cute. It is cute. And their whole like domestic bliss, like he's he's like carrying grocery bags and Jeffrey's like, okay, can we eat? And Chandler's like, okay, as soon as I put these groceries away, I'll start dinner. And Jeffrey's like, let me help. <laughs> yeah, because he's watching him moving around slowly. He's like, let me do something. But then he doesn't know where anything goes. So it's yeah. so cute. Like he picks up a bottle of like, or like a box of cereal. He's like, where does this go? And Chandler's like under in the cupboard. And, and there's a can. He's like, where does this go? Yeah. Like it's... And it's so cute. And then I can't reach it. It's too high up. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. And then and then so Chandler's like, okay, just like have a pudding and wait while I make dinner or whatever. Yeah. And then when he was holding the pudding, I'm like, is he about to say like just one? I, <laughs> yeah. I, really thought, I thought he was gonna see something cheeky, like, where does this go? <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. Oh no, but then he's like, Where are the spoons? Like it's yeah. so cute. Like they're little domestic bliss or I whatever. Know. Trying to learn his house. Yeah. Oh my god, that's his that's his house soon. Oh my god, it's so cute to think about. So then he opens the fridge to get a juice box or whatever yeah. and finds like a half open or half drunk bottle of white wine in yeah. the fridge. And he's like, What is this? Yeah. And he like takes it out and Chandler's like, It's a bottle of wine. He's like, he's like, No what is it doing in your house? Yeah. <laughs> like all like a little man, you know? And Chandler's like, I don't know. Sometimes like I like to have a glass of wine with dinner, you know? And Jeffrey's like, get rid of it immediately. Yeah. Like I thought I made it very clear. I don't want alcohol in this house. Da, 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 da. And you're like, there's a story here. Yeah. Right. I'm like, okay, when are we going to know about the which, details of Jeffrey? Which then Jeffrey rightfully calls Chandler out because Chandler doesn't even blink. He's like, okay, you're right. Like, he's not even like, he doesn't even care to like dig a little deeper or whatever. He's just like, all right, dumps out the wine in the sink. 
<laughs> just does it. And then and then Jeffrey finds this like bottle of like this like fancy bottle of something brown and like yeah. a decanter or whatever. It's a cognac, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chandler's like, this isn't alcohol; it's cognac. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeffrey's like, I don't care what you call it; it's got to go on the. He goes, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> It's so cute. He's like, you know, and then and then Chandler's like, this was my dad's. I can't just dump it out. It's not like the wine in my fridge. Like it keeps me close to him. Also reminds me not to be like him, blah, 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 blah. And then Jeffrey's the one who's like, okay, cool. I get that. But what I don't get is why you haven't even asked me once why I have such a hard stance against alcohol. Peace out. I'm going to bed. Yeah. He said, I'm going to bed. He totally like pulls that shit on Chandler and Chandler has to have a moment of like, damn i done fucked up yeah you know? <laughs> like dang jeffrey done schooled you boy yeah so um so then the, when they do talk mm-hmm. we get this like very cogent like little monologue out of jeffrey mm-hmm. i was like i was like impressed by the level of discourse this kid was having <laughs> it's my own drinking was in her problem i bet she did a share of that she was into other stuff. She was never in control. She made bad choices. She ruined her life. She could have ruined mine. I don't remember much about her. Grandma told me some things. I'm sure reality is worse than her version. My mom's not around. She'll never be around. I'll never know her. I'm sorry. I should have thought about that. Yeah, you should have. You've told me about your brother. I thought you'd feel the same way about things that make it easy for a person to lose control. I like you, Chandler. I think you're a good person. I'm just surprised you need alcohol to remember you're a good person. Damn, kid. I know. I know that line. If that doesn't just fucking cut you right at the heart, I don't know. Yeah. And then cut to Chandler's pouring that fucking bottle out. Damn right he is. Which I totally get that too because... It is just a symbol. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and and that's what Jeffrey is trying to say. It's like, I get it. It's about your dad or whatever, but just you don't have to have the fucking alcohol to remember your dad and remember not to be like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a symbol. Exactly. So, and I think Chandler's like, yeah, you're right. And and is able to like let go of and his attachment to that symbol. Yeah. And not only that though, it, it's, you are bringing. You're not bringing in a baby. You're bringing in a little boy. He's ten. Yeah, that has his has his own ideas and opinions of the world, and that's not easy. Mm-hmm. And it's almost and he's obviously seen some shit. Yeah, and clearly, whoever you think you are is one thing, but the moment you're bringing in a different person into this house, let alone a child your shit needs to be hung to the side. Yeah. And it's like, you got to take, like a kid is the best tool or the best thing that is going to teach you about your fucking ego and how it's bullshit. Well, that's what things like, I'm hungry, we need to eat now. Yeah. That's what that was about to begin with. It's it's a metaphor for the larger lesson yeah, that exactly. Chandler has to learn, which is like, this kid is never going to give up. Like, l- let me rephrase that the the caretaking of a child is relentless yeah like like he's always gonna need or want something and you always need to like be able to take that in and process it and be there yeah at at every moment you know what i mean you can't just be like slowly putting your groceries down you know what i mean it's like the kid's fucking hungry you gotta feed him you know which is the metaphor for life with this kid that he's gonna raise you know like like the kid's gonna need you you gotta be there you know yeah so yeah yeah it's not like you're bringing in a little a little one like it's not a baby this is a boy with like his full like he has his opinions oh yeah and he's gonna give it right back to you and you got to be prepared with is this the is this what you want to be or is or can you do more or can you change or are you capable of this or not it's which it's a good it's a great challenge that, that's exactly what I was a great say. challenge like, what a cool arc for Chandler the character yeah. to experience, right? Like like granted, 
he's only going to have four episodes in which to do it and then we're never going to see him again. So whatever. But like, but like Chandler himself is growing up, you know, by taking this on and is, is learning what it's like to not just be a bachelor, you know, and like doing his own thing or whatever, which like is really cool, you know, Mm -hmm. from the character perspective, like, yeah. You know, for, for again, for, for whatever it's worth, which is not much on this show, you know, yeah. but um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, honestly, for me, that their story is the most compelling story of this whole episode. Like nothing else, like all the drama with Peter, which we'll get into, like mm-hmm. doesn't really do it for me. This the, these two and their chemistry. And yeah their banter and their the way that they relate to each other that is very compelling to me yeah i will admit whenever he's like well what is this doing here you know when it comes to the wine and in my head my i guess like childish mind at Mm -hmm. that moment i was like oh but it's wine like no right 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 right? and and chandler should have had the autonomy or the authority or whatever to be like you don't get to tell me that I don't have a glass of wine with dinner. Like you're a 10 year old and I know who I am. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And this is my home and my rules that I've set up for my life. Yeah. He, he should have been able to say that, but at the same time, again, it's this game of cat and mouse. They're, 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 they're learning each other. You know, they're, they're figuring each other out. And this is not a battle that Chandler wants to necessarily you know, go to bat on right yeah, now exactly. because it's not quite worth it yet because it's still new and he understands why it's so important to Jeffrey. So yeah. he's like, all right, I'll give you this one, you know, and that, that yeah. gives him the window to, to put his foot down on something maybe more serious in the future yeah. or whatever, you know? I mean, ha- had he argued with him though about it? Uh-huh. Cause like you said, he didn't blink. Like he didn't even, he's like, okay, fine. Yeah. I'll throw it. In the trash it went. Ha- had he argued with him or tried to reason with him, that would have probably made me upset. I'm not going to lie. It would have. Like like on Jeffrey's behalf, you mean? Yeah. Because this is a kid that doesn't have much, like he has enough life experience and in the worst way. And then this adult is bringing you into their home saying, I'm going to take care of you, but is not willing to listen. That, that can, that's scary. Sure. But at the same time, though, and as we saw with the dad bottle of alcohol, with the cognac, Jeffrey is not a crazy kid. Like, he's not he's not this like weirdo. He's like, no alcohol. You know, because when Chandler explains to him about why this with why this bottle means something to him and why he's not quick to just dump it out the drain, Mm -hmm. Jeffrey's like, okay, I understand why it's important to you. Yeah. You know, and he kind of like drops it, Mm -hmm. you know, like when Chandler ends up emptying that bottle, it's not because it's not because Jeffrey like asked him to or whatever. It's because Chandler now realizes that, that it's the right thing to do to, to be a model, a role model and a parent to Jeffrey. You know what I mean? Oh man, it's just, that's it. the more you think about it that's pretty intense like to say yeah that you're a full you are a full like a full-grown adult whatever have this home have your bills have your a whole life you yeah built, exactly you know and you're bringing in this eight or ten year old whatever into your home that has has already kind of like a program or a system mm-hmm. in place with him and he's saying all right i don't know if this can work with us and yeah. And and yet they're gonna try to do it, and, yeah. and and that's exactly what this is all about. All about like is the two of them navigating those waters and learning each other yeah. and how to make it work. And which is why I was really pleased in by the conclusion of the previous episode of like, okay, yeah, maybe we don't need to live together right away. Like maybe that's rushing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe it's just enough that we spend time together. And that we get to know each other and like learn each other yeah. before we thrust ourselves into like domestic life, you know, yeah. like whatever. It's very much like a, like a relationship. I mean, it's a relationship they're mm-hmm. forming, you know, just like any other. It's just not romantic, but it's like yeah. it's a relationship that mm-hmm. you need to foster and build. And I don't know. It's, it's to me, it's just really compelling. And like, again, unfortunate that we're not going to see much of it, you know, but yeah. it's, I think it's cool, you know. It's for sweet. whatever it is yeah mm-hmm. um okay so that leaves us with the peter of it all right yeah. and how well i mean we'll talk about annie and eric that's just like 
a total D story that has nothing to do with anything. Um, So Peter lied to Ruthie. Yeah. And then Ruthie is alone with the kids and Annie and Eric have dinner plans with the Johnsons who are this new couple, like new to the town, new to their church. They invited Annie and Eric over and Eric is like apprehensive about leaving Ruthie alone with the twins because Kevin and Lucy are also out tonight, you know, whatever. So Ruthie is like legit alone. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but Annie like leaves her all the phone numbers and all that stuff, whatever. So Ruthie's alone with the kids. Peter, she calls Peter. She's like, when are you coming? And he's like, oh, yeah, I really can't. You know, like my dad's like kind mm-hmm. of saying I really have to do this tonight. And she's like, OK, I guess whatever. And then poor thing, like the twins cho- choose today to be at each other's throats with each other. Like, <laughs> like they can't agree on whether they're going to have dinner or play games first. Yeah. And then David like knocks That's- over Sam's game. Yeah. And Sam's like, he knocked over my game. And David's like, well, at least we can have dinner now. <laughs> damn david <laughs> oh you twins savage and so then so then so then ruthie like brings them pizza and like david's in their room but sam is like nowhere to be found yep i brought some dinner up for you and david i don't want to eat with him well it's not very nice david's not very nice i'm moving into this room <laughs> i'm moving sam. into this room like and it, and it's exactly what I said. Remember, I I called it when we first started seeing these these particular set of twins play. Like as soon as they chose Nicholas and Lorenzo to be the twins, yeah, you know, after it was the four of them or whatever, I called it. I knew that David or the kid that was playing David mm-hmm. was like the more like advanced one. You know what I mean? Like uh. like de- developmentally or whatever. And you can see in this episode because he's like exhibiting dominance over sam yeah in like in like that brotherly kind of sibling yeah. way but because they're twins and because like you sort of look at them as a package like it's weird to see them like at like against each other yeah. or, like, or like on opposite sides of the team or whatever you know like <laughs> and so poor little sam is like i don't like him he's mean so he wants to move into simon's room <laughs> Which is smart move on on you, kid. I mean, like yeah. he has that, that's a queen size bed or full, whatever, whatever, man. And smart. they're literally like they share a wall. <laughs> like, yeah, it's fine, a wall that moves. <laughs> like, yeah, it's fine. And so, so Ruthie's like, okay, I guess. And then like cut to like Sam is taking all his stuffed animals over <laughs> there. You know, <laughs> like, they're so it's, cute. Like, so cute. They're like tw- they're four. So then. Um, no, are they like six already? Well, no, I think they're four. Really? They're yeah. season eight, dude. I think they're like at least five. Okay. I think they might be five. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, so then Ruthie gets sidetracked because Paris calls her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, can I talk, can I talk to Peter? And Ruthie's like, he's not here. He's with Vic. And Paris is like, no, Vic's not into town until tomorrow. Peter's with him tomorrow. And Ruthie's like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) He's not here. And she's like, oh, shit. So Ruthie, like, calls Eric or calls Eric. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the meantime, Sam and David have made up and they've and they've decided to both move into Simon's, Simon's room, room together. So cute. <laughs> and share the bed and whatever. Like they're so like they're babies. Like it's yeah. so cute. They're like, I'm we made it. up, so we'll both move. <laughs> I'm over it, older twin. <laughs> so um so then Ruthie's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like I don't even have time for you right now. Yeah. So Eric and Annie call um Ke- oh no Ruthie calls Kevin and Lucy they all converge at the house Roxanne yeah. meets them there um and does Chandler no 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 Chandler's not in the picture it's no. just it's just those guys and then and then Vic oh no and then Paris shows up and Eric tells Paris to tell Vic yeah and Paris is like I'm not going to burden Vic with this like I mean yeah he's back in our lives but like I'm not sure that he's ready for like this kind of like level of drama right now yeah. because they legitimately don't know where Peter is like, yeah. And they, I mean, obviously you assume the worst, like he's lied to both of us. He could be anywhere doing anything, exactly. whatever. This is where I'm like expecting to see Peter like in the woods getting high. Right? Yeah. So, 
Um, so then Paris is like, I'm not going to tell Vic about this. And Eric's the one to be like, you should tell Vic, like give him a chance to be a dad right now. Yeah. Like, he's going to want to be a part of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, okay. So then the three of them, it's Eric, Vic and Kevin. Yeah. Are walking through the park or the woods or whatever. The yeah. Fuck with their little flashlights. Griffith park, but cool. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and they're like, they're all talking about, Oh no, Vic makes the comment to Kevin like, oh yeah, of course, the worst person to be with tonight, fucking drinking person or whatever. And Kevin's like, I had one glass. And Vic's like, I can smell it off of you. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Which like, okay, calm down, Vic. But probably, I don't know. And then... And then they're like, and then everyone, you know, Vic's the one to be like, he's fine. He's going to show up in a few hours and, you know, he'll be fine. Like, I'm not worried about him. Peter's a good, like, strong kid. And, you know, like, Vic's like so quick to just be like, like, it's not, why are we even worried? Like, why are we walking through the forest with the flashlights right now? Like, yeah, he's going to show up at the house in a couple hours. We'll be fine. And Eric and Kevin are like, dude, like, we don't know where the fuck he is. Don't like, you should care more. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> and, then, and then they happen upon the three boys. It's Peter, Luke, and Alex. Yeah. And they're like huddled together, like sitting on the ground. And, and Vix or, or whoever is like, what the fuck are you doing here, Peter? Yeah. And he's like, oh, just hanging out, like, like trying to be like nonchalant about it. And they're like, well, no one knew where you were. It's the middle of the night. You lied to everyone. Like, what the fuck? Like, come on, we're going home right now. And then that's when the beer can falls to the floor. And like such a slick move. I know. So then Vic's like, you were drinking. (laughs) Like his reaction is like is like simultaneously over the top and like yeah. kind of perfectly appropriate like yes. for who Vic is, like, you know? Uh, he's like, Peter, you were drinking? And Peter's like, uh. <laughs> like yeah. Uh. So then that's when the whole conversation that we already talked about happens where Eric's like, you guys take the boys home and Roxanne's coming and you should talk to them and da da da. And this is where Eric is telling Vic like, you're in a uniquely perfect position yeah. to be talking to your son right now. And Vic's thing is like, I don't want to. Like, I'm going to take him home and let Paris handle the parenting. Yeah. Like, let her punish him and mm-hmm. whatever. And Eric's like, don't you think you have something to offer in this moment as his father and in the, you know, ha- like with your past and everything? And Vic's like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm too angry right now. Like, you know, like not into it. And then, um, and then kind of like owns it. So agrees to like take Peter home. Yeah. And like probably talk to him on the way. You know, yeah, exactly. And so we get to home, right? And Paris and Vic are sitting on the op- on opposite sides of the table with Peter in the middle. Mm-hmm. And they're both like looking at him. And Paris is like doing her mother thing, you know, yeah. being like, drinking like what the fuck dude like yeah you're like you know and and she, and she goes don't even dare try to tell me that the boys were doing it like you are not those boys you are my 14 year old son yeah. who has a head on his shoulders i'm like what the fuck you know and then ladies and gentlemen <laughs> brian callen earns a fucking emmy yeah. okay an emmy worthy performance from brian callen my heart leapt for him in this scene same i fucking like i was like so turned on (laughs) i like i mean it's a well-documented crush on brian callen at this point but like Oh my god. It's a it's like a minute and a half clip you guys, but it's like so worth mm-hmm. it. The range of emotions. Oh my god, it's so good. I wish I could hold on to some of the anger I felt when I saw you with your little buddies cuz it might help me to stop from crying. I was 15 when I had my first drink. Tonight was the first time I even tried beer and I didn't even like the taste. I didn't either. At first. I was 15. You just turned 14. Gives you a year and a half on me. At this pace you'll be sleeping through your midterms by 15. Waking up in strange places, not knowing how you got there by 16, dropping out of college by 17, throwing up before breakfast by 18, spending a night or two in jail by 19, embarrassing your wife on a daily basis by 20. 
crashing your father-in-law's car into a ditch by 21, spending more time with your drinking buddies than you do with your own son by 22. And when you're 23 and you get the divorce papers from your wife's lawyer, you'll have just about nine years more than I did to start hating yourself. And somewhere down the line, you realize how much you've lost, how many people you've let down, and how much your son, who you haven't seen in years, really means to you. And then maybe, just maybe, you'd be able to turn your life around before I did too. Don't be like me. Not a day goes by that I don't wish I hadn't taken that first drink. Most people can handle it. Some people can't. I couldn't. Chances are you won't be able to either. It's going to be harder for you because of me. I settled you with a lousy situation. But you won't have to quit drinking if you don't start. Oof. So cute. Uh, I love that so much. Yeah. I watched it like three times. Like, I'm not even kidding. I, you know, my favorite part is I think when he gets all teary eyed and like he's trying to control the tears from mm-hmm. falling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's a real reaction. And then, and then <laughs> when he breaks on lousy, like when he, oh, oh, yeah. oh my God, it's, it's so good. Yeah. This is the first time I was like, oh, someone crying in an act. And I believe it. Yeah, like, it, dude. Like, I believe it. Like, who the fuck knew Brian Callen had it in him? Yeah. I was like, so like pleasantly shocked and surprised and just yeah. like into it <laughs> like and, and i don't know i guess from the first time like okay from okay aunt julie with her being an alcoholic mm-hmm. like that shit was scary Oof, like, and it was yeah. like a different kind of scary um yeah. with this one it was more emotional turmoil which was I don't and and the, well it well the well the difference the main difference between Julie and Vic is that we were watching Julie um recover going through, through the withdrawal the, yeah, like, exactly. like the, on the on her actual come down yeah. in that moment which is scary and can get really dark yeah. and go places with Vic like he's he that, that's 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 what I love about this whole monologue of his is like he's like he's like I did it, dude. Yeah. I know this journey. Like, yeah. li- like, look at this and don't yeah. do it, man. Yeah, <laughs> don't be this. Holy shit! Like, I, like, and and you've got a year and a half on me. Like, yeah. fuck, man. Like, like, don't do it. Yeah. Look at me and don't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Yeah, it's so. Uh, it's like really powerful. And then, and then the way Paris like gently like pats his hand, you know, like after he like says everything, yeah. just like reaches for him, like, uh. And then Paris is like, we, "This is far from over, but yeah. you need to go to bed." And tomorrow, and the day after that, and forever, if we need to, we're going to talk about this. And uh, I almost called him Chandler. Peter gets this look on his face. Did, could you read his face? I couldn't no, read it. I couldn't read his face. And but maybe I, I. I don't know. Yeah, because I'll tell you, it didn't look remorseful. I, 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 I didn't read remorse or regret or sadness. I don't think he face. gets it. I don't think, and, and especially when he's on the phone with Ruthie too. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, here's what I think. I think he gets that he fucked up in regard to Ruthie. I think he knows that he fucked up when he lied to her. Yeah. About what he was going to do. But I don't think he quite understands what Vic was trying to convey to him just then. Yeah. Of like, don't do it, man. <laughs> just don't do it. If there's just a- He's not, because he's not, like, he's not comprehending how deep this could go. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, like he said, he had a beer. And he didn't even like it. So for him, he doesn't understand what the allure is anyway. Right. Right. But he also doesn't understand, like, he doesn't get that. He's probably going to get turned to it or wants to try it even more to understand. The opportunities are just going to be more and more the older yeah, you get. Of course. Like right now you're 14, you have to sneak a beer, you have to go to the woods in the middle of the night, light everyone to try yeah, yeah. it. And you didn't like it. Okay, fine. But cut to when you're 18 at a frat party or 16 at a boy-girl, no-parents party or whatever, and it's just there and everyone else is drinking it and you're like, what are you going to drink, water? You know, like, and all of a sudden, yeah, you don't like it, but you're drinking it because what else are you going to do, you know? And and the hereditary aspect of it and all of that. 
I it's such a weird situation because I I'm, I'm I think I'm going to throw this out there, but that's because I don't have the answer, and I'm not sure. I'm not judging or anything at all. But it's okay. So Vic is an alcoholic, right? A recovering alcoholic, whatever, and his son has a higher probability of also being an alcoholic because mm-hmm. of the hereditary, right? Like it, it's in the genetic it's, it's, gene it's the or genetic in the code. And also just like sort of, you know, even in the environment, right? Like when you're around it, you're more likely exactly. to get into it, whatever. Okay. So we're putting a stigma behind alcohol right now, right? Because sure. there's, there is an actual trauma behind this mm-hmm. and that he's actually experienced. So now he's going to want to understand like what the allure is, but he's probably never going to get there. Or when he does, he might like it. Now, okay, I know knowledge is power because... To know your pattern is to break break it it. and all that, yeah. This I agree with 100%. But when you're telling him, don't, don't, don't... (sighs) Yeah, does it make you want to do it more? Yeah, I... and I'm not, I'm not trying to, I don't know the right answer or the right way to look at this, but I, I think sometimes the approach is a little fucked up. The approach that Vic had, you mean? No, the or- approach that Vic had is fine because he's actually sharing with his son his, his issues sure. or he's, he's being as vulnerable and as open as he is saying like, I fucked up and I know where I fucked up and how many times mm-hmm. and I don't want the same for you. Perfect. But when, when you get the Camden dose of it, of, of like ju- the just say no or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't help. I don't know. Like, again, it, because it's wrapped up in that seventh heaven bow. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's, again, I don't know if I have the right question and I definitely don't even have the right answer, but I, how do you go about this? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I it, it's and, so and hard. Again, I think. I think it, for me, like I'm not. I'm not going to speak for you in this, but I, but for me in particular, this is a tough topic because in general, I think I have a more sort of uh, like lax view of alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I I have no problem. Like. I'm struggling to use the right words because I don't want to use like accidentally connotative words, but like, like, um, like I, I'm the kind of person that will have one to two drinks at least five times a week. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm that guy. So I have a very sort of like relaxed stance on alcohol and I don't think I'm an alcoholic like yeah spoken like a true alcoholic right but point being like I don't I don't experience withdrawals or you know that kind of I don't have like a physical need for it yeah I just enjoy it so I drink it and I and and I don't know if had I been told not to drink it as a kid I would have wanted to more or whatever. Right. I just grew up in a life in a household or whatever, culturally, right. Where like, it's not that big a deal. Like if you want to have a drink, like have it, you know what I mean? Know your limits. Don't get blackout drunk when you do drink, you know? Yeah. But, and certainly if you're throwing up, you did something wrong. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I stand by that. If I, like when, when I've blacked out or thrown up after drinking, I'm like, yeah, I fucked up. Like that's on me, you know, like, yeah. So, but I don't know. It's like, but at the same time, right. All of, all of which to say at the same time, he's a 14 year old boy who we've said in just, just between yeah. the two of us, this kid is like a fucking saint boy. Like, yeah, I know. Like he's the most mature and the most like well thought out and like, just like a perfect little specimen of a human. And so it's not great <laughs> that he decided to do ostensibly one of the worst things he could do as a 14 year old which is to lie and sneak and have a drink you know what i mean yeah and especially his stance on it you know what i mean but yeah where he's just like i didn't do anything wrong bro like whatever yeah he's he's not even that rough about it but he is very much like like but i did like what did i do you know like i'm just doing i'm just trying it you know like he's not quite grasping the gravity yeah of what this could mean for him 
Which, you know, that's the sort of the gift of being a youth, too. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, good, don't be burdened. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's, it, yeah, what's the answer? There is no answer, you know? Yeah. And, and it's not like there's some magic thing that happens in the universe the minute you turn 21 and you're no longer underage and, like, all of a sudden you can handle alcohol. Yeah. So even that's, like, stupid. Like, like to say, oh, he's underage. Like, who gives a shit? That's just an arbitrary number we threw out there. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. So... I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't know. My my personal opinion is like alcohol is not that big a deal. <laughs> like but I but I know how it can be and I know yeah. that some people are obviously addicted to it and it's destructive and you need to not do it, you know? Yeah. Like, I get it. But um, but it's but it, that's true of any kind of thing that that's addictive. I mean, anything can be addictive if you if you're an addictive personality. Anything can be addictive, even if it's quote unquote harmless, like, like painting, like even that can be an addiction. Like I got to paint, you know, like, yeah, you know, we just look at things differently, you know, I guess in the end, it's I guess alcohol is poison. So <laughs> it's a different thing, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I just like, I, I was, I was kind of in, um, like in my mind, I was just, I was having a battle between like this conversation with the kid. Like how, how, how do you handle that? Like, there's a stigma behind it. Okay. He also has a leg up on everybody that doesn't have an alcoholic father. So he might be attracted to it more or just want to have it more or, you know, be tempted a little more than the usual. I don't know. And it's just how, cause that, that's, it's such a sensitive subject for this child in particular, because how do you make sure that you're not making it like, don't touch that. It's hot. Don't touch that. It's hot. Don't touch that. It's hot. Yeah. To like, yeah. To just almost being maybe like your approach in the sense of, dude, it's not good. You have an example. Just don't well, like almost like a relaxed kind of way of approaching it. Like, you know where you can end up, right? Yeah. Okay. But see, here's the, here's the kicker. And it just occurred to me like, and I actually, I'm 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 totally projecting, okay? When I say what I'm about to say, I'm projecting myself onto this. I, I recognize that. But if I'm Peter, mm-hmm. okay, and I'm sitting there and I've and I've just tried alcohol, I didn't even like it, but I've done it now, okay? And obviously it was a big deal. My parents were like telling me that, right? And they're about to punish me for the rest of my life. And my dad's the one who was a degenerate for all of my life, was never there for me, mm-hmm. hurt my mom. I don't really like the guy. <laughs> Yeah. We've we've re- we've bonded though in the last six months or whatever, yeah. and and I look at him and I see that he's turned his life around and he's not the he's not a he's not a piece like a useless piece of shit that yeah. I want to spit on on the street like he's my dad and I like him right. Does that as me as Peter do I look at that example of Vic and go, okay sure I might I might fuck up I might become an alcoholic but look my dad turned it around I could too maybe, and that's like. That's the fucking worst part about this is that like, you know, it's obviously third, third party objectivity, right? We're looking at it from 5,000 feet and we're like, Peter, look, look at your dad. Just don't do what he did and you're great, you know? Yeah. But then, but then when you're in it, when you're Peter, you're like, but I could do. And we're, and look, we're in the same house right now. We're in the same place. We ended up in the same place. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a toughie. Now, in real life, or not in real life, but like, if we're being serious about it, do I think Peter's going to become a degenerate alcoholic? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I guess it was worth having the conversation. I don't know. Yeah. Let's talk about Eric and Annie. <laughs> Let's poor. get ourselves out of this depressing That poor couple. Hole. <laughs> they're the poor couple that poor couple (laughs) okay so well when you have to you know have to pick between like paint colors i mean that shit sucks it sucks when you're remodeling let alone like helping a couple decide blue or green first of all who the fuck chooses that blue or that green this is the greatest thing that's ever happened because 
Eric is already like doesn't want to go. They're like literally walking up the steps of the Johnson's house. And yeah. Eric's like, we can make up an emergency right now and go home. <laughs> and he's like, shut the fuck up. We're here. We're doing this. And Eric's like, yeah, but you know how these things go. They're new. They're going to need us to help them with something. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, OK, Eric, calm down. Now I know you're joking. And then they open the door or the jo- Mr. Johnson opens the door. Thank God you're here. We need your help. (laughs) And so, and that's like, that's a funny beat in and of itself or whatever. But then we cut, we cut to, they're sitting in the living room. Um, Annie and Eric are on the couch. Mr. Johnson's in the armchair with his wife, like hovering behind him. Right. And Eric's like, this is a really, you know, I'm just going to play the clip. I almost just just verbatim said everything. You're in a difficult spot here. I mean, any choice you make is going to have a real impact on decisions you'll have to make in the future you should consider that before acting too hastily please tell us what you think uh, really this is something that the two of you should decide for yourselves i don't even know what i'd do if, if i were in your position you can level with us which do you prefer cream or the brown I don't know. I mean, Annie's better at this than I am. <laughs> Wait for I've already told them what I thought. It. What are your ideas? Keith thinks that we should keep it a basic cream to lighten up the room. I think we should do the walls in brown to highlight our artwork. Well, If we go brown, we'll need to recover the furniture. Good. I never liked this pattern. We really need another unbiased opinion. What do you think? Brown? Good. See? I told you. I'll think about it. Now we have to show you the bedroom. (laughs) We have no idea what to do in there. (laughs) I love every minute of this. The tension, the silence. You notice there's no score undercutting this whole moment. No. It's so serious. And it's about the fucking color of the walls. (laughs) and my favorite moment it's so subtle blink and you'll miss it eric finally commits to a color and says brown and annie goes yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i remember that her face she's like yeah you listen to me no but it's better because she's like yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) like it's just so perfect oh i hate that pattern anyway and then they go to the bedroom and then they're talking about the walls of the hallway and the, 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 the transitions from the, from the kitchen to the living room. And, you know, it needs to be light and colorful and really tell a story. And you're just like, shut up. <laughs> and it's like, did you invite us for dinner or for fucking interior design classes? Like, what the fuck? Terrible. <laughs> it's so funny dude it's the greatest and then and then that's when ruthie calls right so eric has to answer it and like ruthie tells him like peter's missing and so eric's like oh we have an emergency like we gotta go and Annie's like oh good call but the emergency's like i wish i was joking we gotta go yeah <laughs> like oh my god it's so funny this whole that whole we have no idea what we're doing in there <laughs> oh my god it's the greatest Uh, this show it was like the shining light in this like relatively heavy episode of like just comedy i will say the show does that well it's proven itself to do that well like to to lighten up some of the heavier stuff yeah with like pretty decent bits of comedy yeah you're just like okay you got me like i literally laughed out loud when he's like now we have to show you the bedroom we don't know what to do in there (laughs) yeah and all i'm thinking is um sleep (laughs) and other activities (laughs) and brown (laughs) yeah (laughs) just go with brown Which also, that's a terrible color for your living room walls. Let's be real. Who wants to sit in a brown living room? I do. I'm kidding. Really? I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah, really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, it's my favorite color. (laughs) (laughs) My brother, when he... um, we like it's a long story but he had a, he he got his own room for a minute and a half and 
so we were like, you you know, my parents were like, you can do whatever you want with it. It's your room. And he decided to paint his walls brown. And we were just like, why? <laughs> like, it's brown. And he's like, yeah, it's dark. I love it. <laughs> like, like, okay. Yeah, Could have gone dark. for black, I guess. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's my bro for you. Uh, brown. Yeah, and then he got he got blackout curtains for the windows. Damn. I'm like, you really just like want to be a vampire, huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Basically. <laughs> mm, blackout curtains. I'm like, mm. I know, it's so nice, especially if you have like, if you're like in the East, you know, you know, in the it's, morning. It's weird, okay? I, I always talk about like, mm, blackout curtains. Like, I dream about it. I think about it. But mm-hmm. I actually need the sun to wake up. Yeah, but like, but imagine like living in Alaska. Oh, well, that's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For that one month where the sun never disappears. Yeah. Or just in general, though, like literally if you're if your bed faces the east. Yeah. You need some kind of curtain. Oh, like, yeah. You definitely. can't have a wind like a curtainless window because that shit's like, you know, it's way too early sometimes. <laughs> it's like, way too early. You know, or like on the weekend, you got to wake up with the sun. Ugh, yeah. Fuck that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Screw being a morning person. I am so not a morning person. Oh my god, I am the nightest of owls. <laughs> I'm the owlest of night owls. It's weird. Like I'm, I'm both, but I definitely, I am a morning person for sure. But like, I love staying up. Mm-hmm. It's weird. You're just the 24 hour person. Maybe I'm kind of. I have moments like that too, where I'll wake up super early and sleep super late because I'm just like, eh, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't I'm need good. sleep. <laughs> I'll sleep when I'm dead. I've said that more times than I can count. Yeah, I know. You're like, yeah, you to me. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I know I've said it many times to myself. I'm like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. It's all good. I know. Especially like, especially when I was younger, like five years ago, <laughs> like there was, it would be like so urgent to like stay up all night. Like, like if you, if you slept, you missed it, man. Yeah. You know, like it's like, it's like you had to stay up all night because yeah. that's when things were happening. Exactly. You know? And then when you get older, you're like, I, I don't no. need to stay up past midnight. Then no. nothing happens after no. midnight. And nothing happens except I watch TV is what happens. Like that's, that's the exciting shit that's happening past midnight in my life now. You're like, yeah, there's nothing fun after midnight. I'm like, I'm like watching the hundred. <laughs> like, Best yeah. show ever, huh? No, but it's really good. I honestly don't know what the best show ever is anymore. There's so many. Yeah, unfortunately. There's so many I love. Like, honestly, The Good Place is beginning to become a new obsession for me. Mm. I've seen season two like 15 times. <laughs> yeah, I still need to see season two. I yeah, Season one I loved. Season two gets so good. Okay, good. The fu- it's so funny. Eleanor, I mean, Kristen Bell yeah. just like fucking crushes it. Ted Danson yeah. is playing on another level. You understand? Like another level. He's so good. I just love uh, Eleanor. Shrampies. Shrampies. <laughs> Give me that shrampies. <laughs> That's so good. bullshit. <laughs> Holy mother forking shirt balls. <laughs> All right. Let's rate this episode. Oh shit. You gotta go before me. Okay. I don't know where you stand. Um two thumbs up. <laughs> I, I ran out of breath, otherwise I would have kept it going. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is gonna be good. <laughs> two thumbs up. <laughs> two thumbs up. Yeah, I gotta give it to him. I liked this episode. Mm. Okay. Okay. Thumb yeah. up, thumb down. All right. There's there's a lot of good things. I Yeah, but there's just, you know, sometimes it's just missing some stuff. Anyways, you know what we didn't talk about is Martin and Cecilia, dude. Because they don't matter. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but even their bullshit storyline became about drinking and distrust. Like it starts off about Cecilia, like trying to be like, I'm like, when was oh, it about drinking? And you're right. Yeah. yeah. It starts off. Cecilia's like, Oh man, like I'm going to go off to college next year. And like, you're still going to be here. And like, we then you might not a- even be here. I can't believe we forgot about it though. I did too. Cause the fucking spoilie didn't remind me. Um, <laughs> and so, so it, be- you know, it's, so it's about that. Right. And like, they're, they're sort of coming to terms with the mortality of their relationship, yeah, yeah. you know? But then 
then Martin totally fucking f- turns a bitch on that. Like, f- like, f- like, what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> like, flips the script. Okay, he turns a bitch <laughs> on that. He flips the script on Cecilia. He's like, you're going to college next year scares me. Yeah. And Cecilia's like, we talked about this. Let's not talk about the future. And he's like, no, no, not that. It's your drinking that I'm worried about. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I've been to your parties with your 18-year-old friends and there's alcohol. And she's like, yeah, but I don't drink. And he's like, yeah, but what's going to happen when you go to college and it's more readily available and da-da-da. And she's like okay, but like, can you just trust me that I'm not going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's like, okay, let's make out. <laughs> like, basically. Basically what happens like this. It's so like stupidly orchestrated to yeah. shoehorn the drinking in to the, even that storyline. And, and come and come to terms with the fact that this relationship isn't going to last. Right. Why couldn't it just have been about that? That's something I care about. Like, or yeah. I could care about. Like it doesn't, like all of a sudden Martin doesn't trust Cecilia like yeah. that's what this is about like it's weird like they just totally just like change the story yeah. on us you and know? when you hear Martin saying uh one uh so by the end of the night when Eric asks um oh, yeah. Martin like how is the movie I don't know I we're gonna watch it tomorrow so we can pay attention I was like Which doesn't make any sense because they watched the movie and it's not that they were making out the whole time it was exactly. that they couldn't focus because they were both in their own heads thinking about the mortality of the relationship exactly. but he has this shit-eating grin on his face talking about how they don't know what the movie was about yeah. which leaves Eric to believe that they were just like hanky-pankying in the movie theater which they weren't so like and Eric, what the fuck is that about? And Eric is like <laughs> like just has like a smirk on his face he's like I remember those days I'm like oh did you talk to Annie about drinking? <laughs> Bitch Eric is so cavalier like if if Simon had done that or whatever, he would be like, now let's have a serious talk yeah. about sex, right? And he's just like, got a badge, he's a rascal. Yeah. <laughs> like, Get him, okay, boy. Okay, Eric. And now and then and they want to give him the garage apartment? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. He'll just be like girl central, baby. Yeah, just give it time. He's gonna be all about Ruthie at some point. Oof, magoof. So wait, yeah, so he's sixteen and Ruthie is fourteen. Mm-hmm. So two years. So much more age appropriate yeah. than Robbie was. <laughs> oh, Robbie. And also, like he's a, he's like an older dude, you know, like just enough that like Ruthie could be into that, you know what I mean? You're like, gonna hear Ruthie's like, I'm 15, he's 17, it's not a big deal. Ugh, I don't want to see Braddy, Braddy Ruthie. I, I, I have this vision in my head, or maybe it's a memory, right? Is that how memories work? <laughs> of like, of like, literal like brats doll ruthie like in leather jackets and like heavy eye makeup and like those little mini schoolgirl skirts that was the fashion of the time you know oh, man. i i feel like that's coming and i really don't don't have an appetite to see ruthie like that mm. like cause i it's hope just, not because it's just incongruous with my vision of who she is like in my yeah. head you know like so we'll see. I don't know. Probably don't not in know. this season. <laughs> yeah, definitely not in this season. There's yeah. only three more. Oh episodes. my god! We can say now. We can announce now oh. that so the next episode will be eight twenty one. That'll be normal, and then we're combining twenty two and twenty three into one podcast episode. Yeah, because it's a two parter. It lends itself. Remember, guys, there was that one trash episode that could have been thrown away. Yeah. So to make up for that, we're doubling up on the finale so it's the gonna finale. be the finale <laughs> <laughs> i just walked right into that one um so yeah so expect a probably a longer episode on that on the finale <laughs> i can't do it like you do it <laughs> you know you guys are excited oh yeah so are we <laughs> Um, okay, well, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on all the places. You Social media, you know it. Patreon, movies, T's seen them, I haven't, live commentary, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> same old, same old. You guys, listen, we're in the home stretch of this bitch, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Three seasons left. We're like, we're powering through. We are doing it. We appreciate all of the love that everyone has shown us. Keep tuning in. Um, write us those iTunes reviews. We will read them. Send us those emails. We're getting ready to record the recap um, here in a, about a week from when this drops. So you have a week to yeah. like get those emails in, get your questions in. Okay, like keep keep us on our toes. Yeah, <laughs> ask us. 
Ask us some questions. Yeah. Or tweet at us or whatever. We'll read it all. Yep. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Bye.